Hey, this is Sam for Dobbs. If you need tires, hop on our website, go to Dobbs.com. We'll save you time searching brands, sizes, and prices, and save you money because we sell tires at the lowest price in town, guaranteed. For deals you can use, click on go to Dobbs.com now. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Alongside Tanner Hendrickson and Graham Francis, I'm Alex Ferrario as the, we are live here at the EMB Granite Studios here at Centene Community Ice Center, and we head to our 101 ESPN guest line out to welcome in our favorite Cardinals insider. She is Katie Wu of The Athletic, and Katie, let me take you back to about 13 hours ago when uh, you tweeted out that the Cardinals released James Nail uh, and said that that clears a open spot on the 40-man roster. And then fast forward 13 hours later, did you expect the former Cardinal Matt Carpenter to fill that 40-man roster spot? Oh, man, guys, talk about a Friday news dump. Am I right? Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, it, was, um, it, it seemed to be pretty obvious the Cardinals had a move coming. The James Nail move had been in work in progress over the last week, obviously in a different time zone with Nail heading to Korea. Um, those kinds of things like medicals and logistics take a little bit. So when that news was official Thursday night, you know, kind of the writing on the wall, you don't clear a 40 man roster spot unless you know who's going to take it. Um, Yeah. I, the Matt Carpenter deal is I think uh, something not a lot of people expected. Um, Certainly by the looks of my, my Twitter mentions and my emails as of late, I'm sure you guys are the same with that text line, but look, I think once we get over the initial shock, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I had to check my email a couple times just to make sure I was reading the name correctly because it just really wasn't on anyone's radar at all. Um, I do think that there are a lot of things to break down with this signing, though, and um, clearly a lot of questions, so, so let's get into it. Yeah, Katie, I, I thought I fell for a fake tweet, like a fake Cardinals Twitter account. That's what I, my first reaction was when I saw it. But I, I'm trying to understand, what what do you think that they're expecting his – role to be because they have a couple of left-handed bats already in Alec Burleson and Brendan Donovan. What what do you think they're hoping that his role is going to be on this team? All right, let's talk about it because I, I know when, when you get see a name like Matt Carpenter and you think of the tenure he spent in St. Louis when he was a starter, you know, a really respected player, you're thinking there's no way the Cardinals brought him back to start and be a position player again, and that is correct. Matt Carpenter will serve primarily as a bench bat platoon type player he signed for a major league minimum $740,000. This is not a, a locked-in contract where he's going to be playing every day. He, again, will be a bench guy. And, and the main reason the Cardinals brought him in is a theme that we've talked about all offseason. It's about the veteran leadership. And when you look at those young guys like Jordan Walker, Mason Wynn, Brendan Donovan, Nolan Gorman, I can go on and on. You know, I think those are all very, very capable players. But good teams have players that have won before and the Cardinals are facing a significant amount of pressure as you all know to win and to win right out of the gate so when you bring in Carpenter on this very minimal impact financial deal 
um, for a guy that wanted to return and wanted to come back to St. Louis and was comfortable taking a bench role, I can certainly understand why that would work, especially from a leadership perspective. There has been a lot of internal admittance that maybe last year the Cardinals were a little bit overly reliant on their young talent. And this is not to suggest their young talent is not capable. This is not to suggest the young players are the reason the Cardinals lost 91 games last year. I have no way am I suggesting that. But I do think in their self-evaluations last year, Cardinals front office and Cardinals coaching staff looked at their clubhouse and said, we need more experience here. And that was something I heard from many of the players as well. It would help to have some leadership and some veteran experience. So that is the role Matt Carpenter will bring to St. Louis this year. I guess the part that confuses me, Katie, is like I look at the team and I think they 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 pursued that leadership. They brought in Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson and Sonny Gray, and you know they they have Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt and Wilson Contreras. It seems they already had a ton of leadership. Did it feel like they needed more? Yeah, that's fair. And when we talk about veteran leadership over the offseason, the additions all came from the rotation. And that made sense because you saw how young the rotation was, especially in the second half of the season. Um, This is not to discredit the leadership abilities of any of those three guys. Um, But Paul Goldschmidt can't do everything by himself. And he's not necessarily a go out there and go get him leader. He's a leader by example. Nolan leads by how he plays. Wilson had only spent a year in the organization. So while he can tell you and show how to play, it's not like he's had that, that long status in the organization. He was the new guy. And you are a little bit limited when you are in your first new season. Uh, Nolan talked about it in 2021, how he felt like he couldn't really lead the way that he wanted to because he was new. Matt Carpenter sure, will be the, the new guy by definition. But when you think about Cardinals, who really exemplified what it means to play Cardinal baseball, a sentiment that both John Mozeliak and Ollie Marmel have expressed a desire to return to in 2024, to me, he's one of the top five players that exemplifies that. So it's not necessarily a knock of leadership against the Goldschmidt's, Arenado's, Contreras's of the world, um, but there's a difference sometimes between having veteran experience and veteran leadership And through and through, no matter where he's went, especially in the last three years, I think Carpenter has been about as good of an example as you can get in that regard. And one more on the leadership, Katie, and then we'll go to the other side of it because I know there's there's a lot of people speculating that you know maybe this could lead to a trade for the Cardinals. But with Matt Carpenter himself, I've seen a lot of reaction to like Matt Carpenter's coming in as a bench player. How does that react, or how does that fall into the leadership note? But the other factor into it too is it's taking up that 13th man roster spot for this Cardinals team because when you look through all of the other players, it's hard for me to find another spot that I would say like, oh yeah, that's the open availability. It seemed they had one and Matt Carpenter fills it. Yeah, I agree. And when you're looking at the lefty bats, you have Nolan Gorman, Donovan, you know, that goes on and on, Burleson. And I think there will be some healthy competition there, but Look, when, when you're looking at where Carpenter fits, again, he's not necessarily blocking anyone. Will he create some competition for, for Burleson? Absolutely. But the Cardinals really want to avoid making the same, the same mistakes they did last year, which was not supplementing their young players, their future of the club, with the amount of veteran success that they needed. Putting all those guys in the position that they were in 2023 was really tough. And you think about it. When you have a bunch of guys who have never really lost before and you have a season like April of 2023, no one really knew how to respond to that. Everyone was kind of scrambling. I think Goldschmidt did the best that he could, but he is not – him and Adam Wainwright, who was hurt at the time, 
can't necessarily stop that snowball effect of what was a, a really horrible April. So having someone that can come in there and kind of right the ship if things do go wrong, because guys, we're, we're all aware of this, as are the fans, the Cardinals need to get off to a good start in April. That, that to me, makes sense. So I hear the, the argument, you know, that there wasn't really a place for him, that maybe he's blocking a young player. Um, but, you know, spring training is always going to be a competition, and the Cardinals, if, if we've been paying attention over the last three months, have stressed two things, and it's been pitching and leadership. And, Katie, just hearing you talk about it and his leadership in the lefty bats, I'm assuming you don't think that this is a kind of move that is like part two of a three-part move where they send Nail out, bring in Carpenter, and then they look to maybe trade one of their lefty bats, whether it be Burleson or Gorman, to go bring in another starting pitcher. Am I reading that right? I mean, you could never say never. I certainly haven't heard that, but I think with with the offseason the Cardinals have had, I'm not surprised at anything anymore. Um, we well, I, it's no surprise to me that that we're still talking about pitching. Just when you when you look at the rotation and, and you look at the five established starters the Cardinals have, you know they have five guys that they trust to go out there and take the ball every day, and they have some young guys, you know, like the Zach Thompsons and Matthew Liberatores, that are maybe those four A kind of starters. But when do all five starting pitchers make all 32 starts for a club, right? So it wouldn't hurt to have some insurance there. I wouldn't rule it out, but I haven't heard anything along those lines specifically. You guys, I'm still rambler trying to get my head around how this Matt Carpenter deal works. Uh, you should see my phone. You should see my notes right now. I can't even read my own handwriting. Uh, Katie, I, Mo had mentioned at winter warm-up that they were going to get – they were still looking to add somebody to the bullpen, and I don't think Carp's that guy. So, what? Uh, yeah, I don't think he'll be a, on the mound this year coming out of the pen. Do you do you think they're still looking for another bullpen arm even after this Carpenter deal? Yes, yes, I do. Um, and we talked a lot about the bullpen and how it's been strategically put together at winter warmup. And I asked Ollie this: uh, if it would be fair to say the Cardinals are targeting kind of fluid and flexible guys that can take the ball at any given time whenever asked. And with the exception of Brian Helsley, who is, you know, for more or less their established closer, you look at guys like Giovanni Gallegos, who takes the ball really whenever asked. You look at Andrew Kittredge, who throughout his career has taken the ball whenever asked. He's opened before. Nick Robertson, same thing. And the Cardinals are trying really to put together a very fluid bullpen where guys can go whenever needed. Their hope is to get, you know, at least – five to six innings from their starters each day and kind of bridge the bullpen from there. So if I'm looking at potential bullpen targets, I'm looking kind of that, that narrative, that mold, who could fit there. Um, say this about the Cardinals. They've kept most of their offseason additions pretty under the wire. So just because you don't hear them linked to anyone doesn't mean they're not looking. I would be pretty surprised if we report to Jupiter in less than a month from today and there is not one more believer on that staff. Katie, we appreciate you doing this on such short notice to where you're trying to wrap your head around it like all of us are. Uh, but as always, phenomenal breakdown. People can follow Katie on Twitter. You can also check out her work over at The Athletic. Katie, again, appreciate the time. Have a great weekend. You got it, guys. We'll talk soon. There you go. Katie Wu of The Athletic, at Katie J. Wu on Twitter. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.